Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to Sorry for Your Loss, a podcast where we talk about talking about grief. I'm your host, Ellen Schwartz. This episode is a bit of a break from the normal peer-to-peer interviews I've been doing. Today, I talk with Christy Hansen, a grief counselor at Casey Hospice in Kansas City, Missouri. She sees people every day who are grieving, and she graciously agreed to talk with me about grief. I think this interview is especially helpful to hear if you feel like you're floundering a bit. I mean, Christy's career is based around understanding how to react to people's grief, so it makes sense that she would have some really excellent suggestions on what to do or say. Her words left me feeling a lot more confident in how to reach out, a bit less awkward with admitting that I may not know what the right thing to say is, and she really reiterates a point that I've heard over and over in these interviews. It's the being there that counts. And if you really listen to the person across from you, you will be doing the right thing. Christy does reference a few resources if you're looking to support someone in their grief or if you're grieving yourself. And those resources are linked on our website, www.sorryforyourlosspod.com. Thanks a million to Christy for being in this interview. Here we go. Um, so talk a little bit about what you do in your role, because I, I only know you through my friend. Yes. So I, um, I work for Kansas City Hospice, and I work as a grief support specialist. Um, so doing grief counseling with, with families and individuals, anytime um, somebody goes through our hospice, when, that, when somebody dies in their family, we offer grief support for a year. And so I, we reached out to each family um, or each, like one person in each family that might be the person we would think would maybe need the most grief support. And um, so then I will meet with people one-on-one sometimes, you know, every week for a few, for a few months. And then we usually kind of taper off a little bit. Um, but yeah, I meet with, with people and families who are grieving and um, a lot of times it's it's an expected death and then sometimes it's not um, so yeah that's a little bit about what I do we also do a lot of groups and um, like last night we on, on a couple times a month we have groups for families so we have kids groups starting at age four all the way through high school and teens and then um, we have adults that meet like their parents and, and people who are not parents as well. So a lot of support groups. Wow. Yeah. What is that like for kids? I've not, I mean, I'm not going to probably interview kids to know what is that, what unique challenges are presented there? Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the interesting things about kids is that they have to sort of reprocess their grief at every age. It's never, it's never over for a kid. It's not like, okay, I did the work and I've kind of come to peace with this. Like it can be for adults. It's Mm -hmm. like, if a kid loses a parent when they're four, their mental capacity to deal with it is completely different at age seven. Hmm. And so they have to kind of go through a lot of reprocessing or just processing it differently. And they have to do that kind of throughout their growing up. Um, which can be really challenging. Uh, I think because sometimes adults are like, well, that happened a long time ago. Um, You're done. Like we've done the grief thing, but it's something that just is really ongoing for kids. Yeah. Um, Another thing about kids is just that they grieve in really short bursts. It's like they're crying and emotional and this is heavy and hard. And then they're like, 
all right, I'm going to go out and play. See you later. <laughs> and that can be kind of, kind of uh, stressful to adults. Like, when your mom just died. You, you should be sad. But kids don't have capacity for sad for a long time. And it's actually, in my opinion, a really healthy way to deal with it. Like, if adults could be a little bit more like kids, I think they would do well. Hmm. I think it's a little more natural to to grieve and then um, kind of move move into, okay, I'm just going to do my regular life for a little bit, and then I'm going to return to this, and then I'll grieve. And kids kind of bounce back and forth a lot faster than adults. Hmm. Um, and so it can be kind of alarming to adults, but I think it's really healthy for them. And I think we could learn a lot from them in the way that they do that. We also like, as a society, we don't really talk about death. It's very much like we, we just shy away from someone who's grieving and say, you'll, you'll surely, you'll come to me if you need support. Right. I think that's backwards is what I'm learning. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, what a great way to respond to like, oh, this is really hard and I don't really know how to do this. I, we should talk about this like as a, as a group, which I totally feel like that is a thing in society. It's like, we don't really, it's, it's so much better than it was. I think, okay. like, I feel like things have changed so much in, in 50 years of, of the last, like the last 50 years. I sometimes talk with people about really early grief experiences in their life or like losses that happened 30, 40, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we've made huge progress as a society. Hmm. And yet, and yet we've got a ways to go. We've got a lot more to go. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. And I think interesting. Yeah. So Aaron mentioned that you were kind of all similar ages to where this is all starting to happen amongst our friends group now. Right. Yes. Among us, parents are older or people, you know, parents get sick, people, you know, that's just kind of what's starting to happen at this stage. So kind of felt like if I can get out ahead of this, I can at least, you know, present this to my friend group and then that's helpful and hopefully spread out from there. So, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I think it is true. I'm like, oh gosh, my friends, like things, this is happening. And I think I'm especially aware of it because I feel like every time somebody is, in in my social group and, and even like in my larger community, anytime anybody is like sick or dying or hospice or whatever, it's kind of like immediately like, let's call Christy. And so I think I'm like, okay, it feels like a lot of people are going through this, but I think that's just part of like my role in my greater community is like, okay, I will deal yeah. with, I'll be the the person who helps people grieve and helps people navigate hospice and yeah all of that so interesting so, yeah so I've talked to a few people at this point and I'm learning very quickly that grief is unique and how does that but like is there any common theme when an adult or when someone is going when someone's grieving yeah um I think just people are usually so surprised how painful it is um which I think in our minds, it's like, well, of course, grief is painful, but just like the depth of pain that a heart can experience, I think sometimes really catches people off guard. And, um, you know, at times it feels like, how could I ever survive this? Is this ever going to go away? Um, but my experience is that if people are willing to open themselves to the process, then it really does get better. It takes a long time. It always takes longer than people think. Um, 
sometimes people come in and sit down and they say, so how long is this going to take? Like, shouldn't I be feeling better by now? Um, I'm like, well, it's a really long process. It's really, it's going to be a long time and you're going to be surprised at how long this, this goes on. Um, so yeah, I think just those two things are really kind of interesting. Um, yeah, just anytime somebody says, how long is this going to take? I just kind of like, okay, settle in. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to be here a while. And also, um, just that it doesn't necessarily matter like who you lost. It's not necessarily like it, it was my mom or it was my dad. It has a lot more to do with what that relationship was like. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a complicated relationship with a parent might is going to cause grieving to be really complicated and maybe come with guilt. If it was like, gosh, my dad, I didn't like him that much, but I loved him. And um, that can just be really hard on people when, when a relationship wasn't just all, all good, which most, most relationships aren't a hundred percent good and easy. Um, Oh, I think the other thing is just like, there's just so many unique triggers for grief and that really surprises people. And it is just so different every single time for different people. Um, just like, you may, people may be, a person may be in the grocery store and be like, I'm totally fine. And then they come to the cereal aisle and, you know, see their husband's favorite cereal. And it's like, I'm now losing it in the grocery store or, you know, out for a bike ride and they see, you know, this is where we always stop to feed the, feed the ducks or whatever. And it's just, the triggers are everywhere and they're so unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think that is just the theme for everybody is, is, oh, I, I didn't expect that I would be upset over this thing that seems kind of benign, but it happens to most people that, that something triggers and then it's just like, oh, the floodgates are open and I wasn't really planning for that. Right. So what could I do as someone who wants to support that person if the floodgates open and I'm around? I think um, just letting that happen. I, I always... I feel like as a culture, we're, we're kind of just want to say, shh, don't cry. It's okay. Like, mm-hmm. don't, just stop crying. Um, but I think <laughs> encouraging people to cry, say, this is okay. This is good. Let this out. This is healthy. Um, and if they're in a public space, you might say, can I help you get to the car? Can I help you? Do you want to, do you want to leave this space and we can just go sit? Um, cause sometimes people feel a little bit, um, what's the word? just paralyzed like what do I do I need to get out of this situation um and so just kind of offering support if you're just like out in the middle of grocery store just say okay can I can I help you get to the car can I help you get to your apartment um but yeah it's just letting letting that happen and saying yeah this this is hard because you loved them this is this is a trigger because this was important and this is a little mundane detail maybe that only you remember and so so yes, of course it feels hard and, and that's okay. It's okay for you to, to feel this. So. That's, yeah, that's really, I think it's hard for our society now to really kind of lean into that instead of like immediately wanting to like calm the situation down and like, yeah, we might be mm-hmm. in public, but I mean, I think if you're really focused on that, on your person who's grieving it, like everything will probably just like disappear around you. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So just kind of figuring out like, what do their needs seem to be right now? But really trying to not shut down crying, I think just, just being comfortable with tears and, and saying, yeah, this, this is good. What you're doing is okay. And yeah, I for sure. I think it's powerful even just to hear someone say that before, like even before, like tears are okay. And like, I really like what you said. It's like, this means that you've experienced something that you loved them, that this is important to you. Mm-hmm. That's fair. one thing when people come into my office, sometimes they're like, I'm not going to cry today. I'm like, you know what? That's not really a good goal. <laughs> like, let's, let's just kind of let it happen if it happens. And, and sometimes people kind of measure their, their, like how they're doing in grief by how many days they've cried or how many, and it's just like, I haven't cried for three days. I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's good if that feels okay to you, but I wouldn't, you know, measure that as, as a measure of your healing. Yeah. Just, just like tears are a part of it and, and it's okay. It's okay to cry as often as you need. Um, and, and I think as time goes on, people do find that they're less teary. But um, just being aware that that's, that that doesn't necessarily mean you're healing. For some people, that means they're choosing not to kind of lean into the pain and not experiencing it. And, um, and it's almost like the opposite of healing. And, and then for other people who are just not maybe really mo- emotive, and sometimes they're concerned about, I'm not crying enough. I'm like, you know, that's, it's, it doesn't mean that you're not feeling this either. It's just that's not your way that you're expressing it. As long as you're finding a way to, to kind of get in touch with what you're feeling, it, it doesn't matter if it's, if you're tearful or just kind of experiencing it in a totally different way. Right. So presence or absence of tears, not indicative of mm-hmm. your experience. Right. Yeah, exactly. That does kind of um, remind me of another question I had is like, how can we identify if this grief is actually destructive might be not the right word but like if someone's kind of not getting through if it's really starting to affect them in a way that is not healing or not they're not going to get through it like they're still having a hard time and we can kind of tell that it's not resolving maybe Mm -hmm. yeah um so one of the just like a technical thing about grief is we talk about it it looks like depression a lot especially for the first six months um, it's just like people have low energy and they often don't feel like getting out of bed and they're very tearful. All of those things that we think of as depression are kind of similar to grief. Um, mm-hmm. when people, like when people come to me and they're just like, I haven't gotten dressed or taken a shower for multiple days in a row. Um, that to me is kind of a sign of like, okay, we need, we need to think about how to get you in a little bit better space. Um, you're like, all, all I do is cry for days and days on end. Um, like tears are okay, but if that's all you're doing, like I just, I can't stop crying for, for hours and hours or, or, and that's multiple days of, of the week. Um, that those to me are kind of signs of like, okay, we need to really think about a different plan here. <laughs> we need to, to work on some coping strategies. Um, so Yeah. Or if people are, I think it's just like, it's hard to engage in in quote unquote normal life um, when you're grieving, but figuring out like, am I, am I engaging in enough normal life that um, I'm taking care of myself? I'm able to kind of 
do some of the basics of what needs to be done. I'm, you know, are people withdrawing and totally isolated? I think it's really normal to say, I don't, I don't have the energy or I don't really want to go to parties. I don't want to be um, in big groups. But if people are like, I don't want to be around anyone ever, that's, that's pretty um, kind of indicative that there's a bigger issue going on or that, that they may need to get some extra professional help. Okay. And how can a friend kind of encourage them to find that help or what kind of what advice would you have for someone who does recognize that if, you know, maybe I'm, I don't want to assume the person doesn't notice that something's wrong, but you know, like if they're kind of not helping themselves. Yeah. You know, I think being willing to talk about it, just, just saying, Hey, I noticed that you are, you know, you haven't showered for a lot of days or you have not been getting out at all. Um, how, how are you doing? I, th I think just starting with that question, it's like, how, how do you feel like you're doing? Cause usually people are like, not good. I'm not good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you just kind of notice what's happening and, and engage around that, um, and then just saying, you know, I wonder if maybe counseling would help, um, or I want, can I, can I, help get you to a support group or um what if we call what if we call the hospice where you um where your family member was or you know just kind of offering some practical support like can I help you find a counselor can I help you um get in touch with some help that that you may need because I I'm a little bit worried about you or I, I just noticed that se things seem to be going feeling really really difficult hmm just kind of acknowledging it and giving them an opportunity. I think just acknowledging it. Yeah. Just like something that, that I think has been really good for me, just growing as, as a person, as a friend, as a counselor, is just like noticing things and being willing to say them um, hmm. just with friends. I, I noticed that, that um, this just is really hard, isn't it? And, and I, I want to be here for you or, yeah, I think just just acknowledging what what seems to be maybe obvious, like maybe everybody in the friend group is like, she's not doing well, is she? Um, but actually making a point to somebody say that to the person, hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Instead of like, we, we all know what's going on. We all know that she's like e eating Chinese food out of a box for the 17th day in a row and hasn't hmm. cooked anything. And that's not normal for her at all. Um, we noticed that, but just actually someone addressing it directly. Um, I think, I think that's huge. It's just being willing to enter into hard conversations. Um, but not like here, I know what you should do, but just like, let's talk about this. Let's mm -hmm. talk about how you're, how you're doing and how we can help, how I can help you. Yeah. Um, a lot of what I've been hearing as I interview people is that it has a lot to do with just showing up and being there. Right, from right. Whatever, whatever they're experiencing, or just to kind of, kind of witness it almost. Um, mm -hmm. Like some of the common themes I've seen is like, you know, offering us support in a very specific way. So especially mm -hmm. if grief is very fresh. Don't just, don't say you can call me anytime. Instead, mm -hmm. like, I want to bring you something on Tuesday. Does that work? Yes or no? Yes. Right. Yeah, I think that that is really great. Just really specific offers. Um, one thing that I'm sure you've probably heard is that there's lots of support at the beginning. 
and then people just kind of get back to their normal life and forget. Um, so I think, you know, the true friends are people who are willing to be in it for the long haul with people who are grieving and just knowing like it takes a long time. It's not a, it's not a two or three week process or even a two or three month process. It's, it's really an ongoing thing. And I think people need their friends so much, um, to show up on a longer term basis and recognize you know, a year later, this is still hard. Um, you know, hopefully not as hard, but but people still need support six months out and, and a year out. And um, even one thing I would just, I recommend to, you know, to friends and family who are like, how can I support this person? I uh, I just say, put in your calendar to check in with them at about the five and a half month mark hmm. and at about the 11 month mark. Um, and on the anniversary, like put the anniversary in your calendar, but check in before the anniversary, because, you know, a lot of people are like, kind of as, as it comes up to anniversaries, they're thinking, gosh, it's almost been six months. And and that tends to be a really hard, hard anniversary for people Hmm. because other, you know, their friends have kind of like, okay, we're back to our normal life. We're still, we're still here, but like not necessarily thinking about those things. And so, you know, when people are are able to show up and say, Hey, this is coming up. How are you doing? Are you, are you dreading this? Are you thinking about, you know, it's almost been six months. Um, I think that's really powerful just that when, when people say, Oh, they remembered, I'm not the only one that's, that's thinking about this. It's just really, really powerful to people. Yeah. And I get even to be just kind of that explicit about, I'm thinking of you because this because I realized that this is happening. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's a yeah. like, I've reached out a few times and just been like, I'm thinking of you, but that might be like, if they're not thinking of their parent at that point in time, it's kind of like, Oh, that's great. Without yeah, without realizing it's like, well, but I am, I'm, I'm thinking of you and your mom or thinking of you and your dad or whoever it is. Right. And I think, um, you know, saying really specific things, um, you know, I remember how your dad did this when we were in high school. I remember, um, you know, that time we all took a trip. I think memories and um, and just the acknowledgement that other people remember becomes so precious after someone dies that those specific things, um, yeah, both like, I, I know that this is coming up and this might be hard for you, but also like, yeah, not just thinking of you, but I'm thinking of you in the midst of this hard loss or just like being again kind of willing to to enter that territory of I'm going to say something that is a little bit hard um, or that I sometimes I think people are worried about I don't want to say something like and make them cry I don't want to say something and, and upset them like what if they're not thinking about that person and you know I can just about guarantee they are like maybe not their top thought but but it's almost always it's you know, when you're grieving, you carry it all the time and it's right there. And so Hmm. we don't have to worry about, Oh, I don't, I don't want to bring it up because what if they're okay and not feeling sad? (laughs) It's like, yes, people want to talk about, they want to talk about their loss. They want to talk about that person. Um, And so offering opportunities to do that is really valuable. Yeah. I think that's important to realize that that's something I've heard throughout those interviews as well because that was absolutely was my mindset is like I don't want to make you 
sadder than you are. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my, I heard an anecdote where it's just like, you know, you really can't make me feel worse right now. Like I will always reach out. I want you to be like, cause I do want to talk about my person. Like Mm -hmm. that to me, I think having not been through it, like I, there's no way I would have recognized that. Right. But I think another thing I learned this, I went to a conference that was like generally really terrible. Like everything about it, I was like, this is awful. But one of like the only great takeaways that I'm like, all right, it was totally worth it is to, to open, like when I'm counseling, when I'm doing a session, especially like a first session, instead of opening with, how are you feeling? Opening with, tell me about this person. Mm -hmm. And, um, people really want to talk about that person. Um, they want to talk about who they lost and who they were and what, you know, what, what they were like, what their relationship was like. And so I think anytime you can ask somebody, uh, you know, just tell me about, tell me about this person in your life and what was it like and what was your relationship like? And, you know, where, what were the things they loved? And um, I think people just really relish the opportunity to talk about them and to, um, just have a chance to share stories and, and to say, you know, this person lives still in my memory. And the more that I can share that, the more valuable it is or the more, yeah, just, it's, it, I think, excuse me, helps people just feel continued connection to that person Mm -hmm. by being able to share stories. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So just starting with that. Sometimes when it's like, I don't know what to say, a, a good thing to say is, I, uh, I want to hear about, can you tell me about your mom? Can you tell me about your, your, um, your aunt or whoever it is? Just tell me a story about her or what she was like. Mm-hmm. And is that kind of, I guess I'm wondering too, like, what are some of the best examples that you've seen of people offering support or even is there a worst way that you've seen is there a bad way to offer support yeah there I mean there's definitely (laughs) there's definitely bad support out there and and there's amazing support and um yeah I think what you mentioned about like just being really specific of like I'm doing this um and and not having causing people to have to like think or coordinate just like, I'm, I'm bringing you dinner on Tuesday. Would you, would you prefer Chinese or would you prefer soup? You know, just like really concrete because people do have a really hard time thinking when they are, um, when they're grieving. Um, I think also recognizing that people are like, just kind of being really in tune to what is, what's good for a person I guess that's hard but just asking like for instance I will tell you a bad example of support a dear friend of mine when her husband died um her high school friends were like we want we want to like get together and just be with you and support you and they planned like basically a surprise party for her oh my gosh and she's like have I not had enough surprises (laughs) like I don't want a surprise I just want to like sit quietly with my with my dear friends and um it just, it was like, let's go to a hotel and let's get a pedicure and let's like go get ice cream. And she's like, I don't feel like doing any of those things. Like, I just kind of want to be here. And I think, I mean, I, I don't blame them, but I think there was this kind of piece of like, we don't know what to do. 
um, I think they wanted to do something, but it was just kind of like, that was, that was not a good something. Right. Um, be like, she's like, I don't want any surprises. I want to know exactly what's going to happen because I've had the worst surprise of my entire life. And so, um, you know, I think it was like meant out of goodness, but mm-hmm. just was like, Oh, that didn't, that didn't go how we, how we might've yeah and as much as it was like I think they probably did feel like they were focused on her but when they weren't really thinking about what would she want it right to become like well what do we want to do for her right which is a subtle shift I think good support I'm just thinking about a situation that's kind of current in my life um a woman that I know lost her husband and really unexpectedly and the nights have been really hard for her this is a real it's just a real recent loss and women in her life have just offered their taking turns spending the night at her house and just mm-hmm. saying, you know what, we'll just be here for you. Um, you know, if you need us, if you want to be with somebody, we're here. If you want to be alone, that's okay. We'll be in the other room, but just, just we're here for, for what you need right now, which is just having somebody home with you. And, and so, you know, those kind of expressions wow. of like, we're here, but not like, I don't need anything from you. Just, I'm just going to be down the hall if you need me. Yeah. Um, or, or we can stay up talking if you want to, you know, just kind of those, those things. Yeah. It's one of the other themes that I've heard a lot is like this offer of support without the expectation of a response or mm-hmm. acknowledgement or anything from that person. It's not, it isn't, Hey, tell me how great I am at supporting you. It's, I'm supporting you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just like, Hey, we don't have to do anything or we can like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be open to, to what you need and you may not even know what you need. So I'm just going to be here or I'm just going to, I'm just going to drop by for a few minutes. And if you want me to stay for longer, um, that's great. I can do that. But if you're, if you're needing space, I can leave. That's, yeah. Yeah. I think what people don't need is like I need to entertain this person or I need to like be be on while they're here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and even where was I? I had a thought related to that. I think sometimes people are like, So tell me how you really are. Um, let's talk about your feelings. And sometimes people really don't need that either. And sometimes people are just like, I just it's just nice to have somebody to be with that doesn't have to be focused on on what they're feeling. Hmm. Um, but just like, we don't, I don't have to, I'm totally willing to listen, but if you don't feel like talking, that's okay too. We can just be here together. Um, yeah, if that makes, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that absolutely. And I think that it kind of relates a bit back to how we're not comfortable as a, I mean, that's a very general, as a society with emotion, I think it's the same for silence and it's the same for, you know, like, do you, just even kind of being forward, like, do you want to talk about this? And if not, that's fine. But right. it's hard to, it's kind of hard to stay with those emotions long enough to get to the right answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think another thing that people can do, like kind of later on in grief, you know, early on, it's like, I'm going to bring you a meal on Tuesday. But I think later people don't necessarily, you know, when they're past, like I need meals when they're able to cook and kind of think and plan. I think just offering healthy distraction can be really great for people. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, can can we go to a movie? Can we go for a walk? Can we um, 
just get out a little bit. I think it's hard for people to choose um, kind of healthy diversion activities. Um, when you're grieving, sometimes it's like, I just, I don't feel like doing anything, but, but it's such a healthy thing to get out a little bit. And, you know, it's not for not for everybody. It may not be a movie, but just like, let's, let's just get out to a restaurant for an hour. Let's have lunch. Let's have, have dinner, have drinks, whatever it is, but just like offering just a little bit of social fun time. I mean, it doesn't even have to be fun, but social time um, that can be a healthy distraction. Um, sometimes grief just takes over all of your thought process and it is really good to just do something different for a little bit. Um, and so I think offering those things later on, like, can we, can I meet you? Can I meet you for happy hour? Can I, can we just go out for a little bit? Um, I think those things can be really powerful because it, it can be such an isolating experience otherwise. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, were there other things, other thoughts that you had on the topic or things that you think that people should know? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think of anything particular else. Um, I think, yeah, what a great topic. This is great <laughs> too. So interesting. And, and I think timely. I think we just, um, like, you're right, like in our generation, it's like, oh, what, how do we be with people? How do we, how do we go through this when it's, when it's our parents and when it's, um, you know, people losing, losing um, their husbands or, or wives? And what do we do? How do we talk about it? And I think just approaching it without fear is just like, I may say the wrong thing, but it's, it's better than saying nothing. Mm -hmm. um, typically, typically it's better than saying nothing or maybe not saying the wrong thing, but I just, you know, just, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be present. I'm going to ask questions and just trying to be sensitive to people. Um, I think is, is so huge. And I, it sounds like what you did with your friend of like, I'm going to drive across the state and just be with you was like exactly the right thing in that situation. And, um, yeah, just, just being with people when they, when they need us most. So yeah, that kind of reminds me actually of a, a question I had for you or kind of maybe just a discussion topic is like people get kind of self-conscious about attending a funeral if you didn't know the person who died. Mm -hmm. But what I'm, yeah, it's like, but that's actually, it's more, it's like, it's not for the person who died. It's for you supporting the people who are still here. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, just when people show up for us at a funeral, which is just an important, it's an important marker in our lives. Um, yeah, I think even if it's not, even if they didn't know that person, like, I think it's just so huge to show up and say, Hey, I'm here for you. Um, like what people say when they come in about grief, like for counseling. And I asked about the funeral, people are just like, so many people were there. Like, it's such an important thing to have people attend these events. Um, like it, it really matters. And so showing up, showing up for funerals whenever you can, um, really does matter. And I think people remember and they feel like, Oh, this person was here for this funeral. That, that means a lot to me. That's important to me. I feel like they really care. They're really supportive to me. Um, and that's, yeah, I think it's just huge to just remember, like, it doesn't matter if you didn't know the person, if you know the person who's grieving, if you're able to get there, I think it's just really important and valuable to that person. So, 
yeah, that I think that's it's just such a strong showing of support. Um, just like, hey, we're I'm here for you in this really difficult time. And I think in, in people's minds, it's almost like, okay, I have a catalog of people that that showed up for me now, and I can remember them later, like when when I do have other needs or when I do want to talk, like hey, I'm thinking about this funeral that, or I'm thinking about this person who died. You remember at the funeral, we talked about this. And I mean, I just think it's kind of a good reference point too. Like anytime people are able to attend a funeral of, you know, so even if it's somebody they didn't know, if they know the person, it just, it gives, I think, such a showing, such a visible sign of support. Yes. And, and it's really meaningful to people. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I'm, learning as I as I talk to people more and more is that it does it kind of gets it gets easier to ask these questions it's not like I can I cannot anticipate the answer that I'm going to get because as kind of we mentioned everybody's going to grieve differently and everybody's going to want to talk about different things but the more I'm able to talk about it with people who are experiencing it the more I am comfortable talking about it it's kind of like you have to you have to practice talking about grief right yeah that's a great point and I think it's, I think it's really true that the more you do it, like the, it, the less uncomfortable it is. And yeah. And I think just cause it's my job, like I find it very easy to talk <laughs> to people about grief. I don't think that's always the case, but yeah, I think the more that you're like, tell, tell me about this, the less freaked out you feel of like what, what's going to come out of their mouth. Cause it could be, could be anything, but as long as you know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing my part by just being here and asking um, and, and being open to the answers, I think that, yeah, it does get, it does get easier and you do feel like, okay, I can handle, I can handle what somebody says, even if it's hard, even if it's sad. Um, yeah. I can just, just be there with them in that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or like kind of final thoughts that you had? I had one thought just now. Let me see if it comes back to me. Right. <laughs> it was like, yeah, related to that. It might be gone. Well, yeah, I think it's gone. But okay. yeah, thank you so much. It's so nice to talk with you. And yeah. um, well, and I had one yeah. just kind of final wrap up question for you as well. Um, what resources are available to people? Like, are there kind of national, international, local? Like, what? Where can people turn if they're kind of also just like, oh, where can I yeah. push someone in a direction? Probably my favorite website and resource. It's called, it's what your what's your grief dot com. Okay. Um, it is a great website that has. It's very relevant. It's very um like well written, and it's I would say kind of geared towards people our age, like millennials, thirties, forties. It's just but relevant to anyone who's grieving, and it has a, a big variety of topics. Um. So anytime somebody like comes in and is like, here's kind of what I'm dealing with, I often am like, let me see if there's an article. Um, because I think so helpful to people is to realize that they're not alone in this, that they're not the only one who's grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why support groups are awesome. But but to just be like, oh, this is so normal that it has like an article written about it. I can go to a website and find like, oh, other people are experiencing this in a really similar way. Um, so that's a website that I love. Um, just, yeah, often I'm like, oh, here's, here's a great article about this thing that you're talking about um, from like, what do I do with my loved one's possessions to, is it weird that I feel sad in springtime? Shouldn't I feel happy when winter is over? You know, just mm-hmm. like it's, 
it's just got a variety of articles that are really helpful and um and people there's a lot of i don't know that there's a lot of community exactly but there's a space for people to comment and it seems like a really supportive commenting environment um dif different than some websites yeah. Some, <laughs> yes um yeah and then i think um i would also encourage if if people are looking for for counseling um starting with with a hospice in their community they can direct people to the right resources they can often say you know we have we keep a list of of counselors that are specific uh specifically trained in grief or specialize in grief and so you know if somebody doesn't for some reason like fit into our criteria or needs needs to go to a private counselor like we have a list of here's here's a person who might be able to help you or here's somebody in your area that's closer whatever so i think that's a good resource for people is just hospices um, deal specifically in grief and often have good resources for others okay well i really appreciate your time and your expertise and talking with me through this it's yeah thanks great. thanks so much for having me this is this has been really interesting and enjoyable and good to good to think about yes all right thanks ellen take care thanks christy bye-bye for listening to this episode of Sorry for Your Loss. For links to any referenced sources, articles, or websites in this episode, visit sorryforyourlosspod.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at sorryforyourlosspod. What did you think? How have you grieved? What helped? Record a message and email it to sorryforyourlosspod at gmail.com and it may be featured on an upcoming episode of this podcast. Sorry for Your Loss was created and produced by Ellen Schwartz, Thank you for listening and spread the word. If you really loved what you hear, be sure to subscribe or leave a five-star rating.